You know everyone can do that, Roar. <laughs> Are you from Pooh, Spain? <laughs> you made it sound like it was like a really special talent you had, and it's just inflection. <laughs> Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory. And I'm your host, Katie, and today we are talking about... Things. Everything. Everything and nothing. We are actually, we went through and found some fun... Light-hearted, morbid, sad, depressing, murder-filled decapitation stories for you. Um, I misunderstood the assignment and picked only animal stories that I thought were kind of fun. We'll roll with them, though. It turns out I was wrong. So, you picked animal stories to read on a true crime podcast. Well, they're cute. Roy thought we were trying to just set the mood for happiness for once. Well, see, here's the thing: is you gotta. You got to bring them up and then dash them real deep low. Yeah. You talk about puppies, then you talk about dismembered body parts and sex trafficking. Yeah. All right. So who wants to start? Should we mention that this is our 100th episode it's not. celebration? Oh, is it? Oh, that's why we're doing this. That's why this. we're doing this. And I've been not in the mood to read anything for the last week. Uh-oh. We're in trouble. Katie hates the podcast now. No, I haven't done any of my school stuff either. Uh, Katie is depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Not true. (laughs) All right, so why don't you go ahead and start us off, Jake? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to start off with a local story. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Last weekend, in fact, here in Tucson at the Broadway in Wilmot, on that intersection, a dude, 32-year-old dude by the name of uh, Nicholas Hernandez, he was Robin the Dicks. You guys with me so far? I believe so. He stole dicks. Yes. Well, he was at dicks. He's he a at motherfucking dicks. dick taker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, on his way out, you know, someone said, yo, as he's going out, they started chasing him, you know, as he's just random leaving civilians. The I don't know. I couldn't, you know, there's very limited information. The investigation is still ongoing, but, and most of this information is actually from KVOA and... Facebook investigation, reading hundreds of comments from the scanner groups. People oh, who the heard... uncensored group? The literal worst one on Facebook? Yeah, but they post screenshots from the other groups. Anyways, okay. you're getting ahead of yourself here. Fact of the matter is, is he ran out into traffic trying to run away and was hit by a car and died shortly thereafter at a local hospital. And you guys really put a damper on that story by telling me it wasn't funny that someone died. Oh, it wasn't the death that put the damper on it. It was us telling you to rein in your dick jokes. Is that why you picked that story? Yes. What? No. No, 100% no. I literally, those dick jokes just came to me. Okay, I don't believe that. No, for real. I'm not even kidding you. I was so serious about it. Okay. Look at this. I've got notes. Okay. Oh, and there was also, by the way, possibly up to three other people with him that I heard about, but it hasn't been confirmed. But supposedly there was like a group of people knocking over businesses. I see. Unconfirmed. Interesting for speculation. Okay, Rory, <laughs> do you want to tell us a funny story? What really got me in this story was uh, the the first line of it. I'm going to go ahead and read it just because it's it's like the perfectly worded intro to a story. I think I know what you're talking about. The 65-year-old had nipped off to the loo but got a little more than he bargained for when he plonked himself on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did he get, mate? 
<laughs> well, the unlucky Graz resident went ahead and got his testicles bitten by a five-foot-long python that had recently escaped from his neighbor's house. Now, the Austrian man got a su- very big surprise when the snake kind of just... <laughs> it did what? How was that? <laughs> right onto the man's testicle. <laughs> just uh, one th- of them? Yeah, just one of them. Um, the mouth was pretty big, though, so it could have encompassed both. But uh, the guy got really upset, <laughs> called 911, told him that there was a snake in his toilet and that he needed an ambulance and uh, had to be carted off to the hospital. Now, as someone who has been bit by a five-foot boa constrictor on the hand, it is quite unpleasant. <laughs> but this was a... I think it was a ball python, right? Yes, it was an actual python. It It did not look like it was five feet. Yeah, that's just what it says in the story. That was an exaggeration. It looks about three feet in the story, maybe. Yeah, It's a little one. And they don't... I mean, when they... Because I get bit by them all the time at work. When they... They just tag you, so they'll bite and then they immediately withdraw so i don't think it did that much damage to i don't know know. that's that seems like a little bit of a a sensitive area to have bitten by a snake you know here's the thing i'm just saying it could have been worse oh it could have he could have swallowed it roy would you rather (laughs) (laughs) swallowed the ball like it's an egg (laughs) yeah (laughs) unhinge the jaw yeah what if he got both of them oh that poor dude where does he go from there (laughs) up <laughs> so what a rough call to him and then why wouldn't you just be like there's you... a snake in my loo <laughs> how did you find him oh i just lifted the seat i saw him there and i called you guys well they actually tried arresting the neighbor didn't they and they... it said they weren't sure if they were gonna <laughs> file charges for like negligent injury or something one time my boa constrictor that rory just spoke of got out and we were looking all over the, the apartment complex for her, and she was asleep under a bag of garbage on the porch. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. I'm just going to go ahead and say this, though. After having bit on the, being bit on the hand by a snake with lots of teeth, um, testicle would not be fun. Do you think it was a warning strike, really? <laughs> they don't. I mean, if they're going to grab you, they're going to hold on. They don't let go. They would just tag you basically to say, get the fuck away from me. It is my shitter. So, yeah, so I don't, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I just tagged him and it's quick. You don't even really know that it I bet the I bet the dude started to poop and the snake was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stop him. Stop him. Oh, that's great. It's concerning that people don't look when they lift the seat. Like, do you think it was really urgent? Yeah, probably. I mean, sometimes in the morning when, you know, you just get up, you stand up, all that gravity just happens. I think he thought... Well, I'm not in Australia. I'm in Austria, so I don't have to look for snakes in the toilet. Yeah, that's the thing. Is who would you, if you lived somewhere that didn't have like any native species of snakes that you really have to worry about? Why would you be looking in a toilet? Anyway, I don't usually like you're usually facing it. Cameras. People put cameras in toilets, and you gotta be watching for your beehole so they're it doesn't usually, pop up on the internet. They're usually facing the opposite direction from. You guys don't, like, look at the seat and make sure there's something crazy going on before you no, sit on it? every once when I was a kid, I, I did I ever tell you that I had an extreme fear of shark attacks when I was in the bathtub or in the bathroom alone? I think you've mentioned this before. So I did, and I had a very active imagination, so sometimes, sometimes I would imagine that the whole toilet would turn into a shark while I was pooping on it, so it was kind of just like one of those, one of those things where I had to... You know, fight I shit fear. down your throat. I shit down your throat. So I, I don't ever check the toilet 
bowl because I'm more concerned that the whole toilet's going to turn into a shark. And if it does, it'll just be little Rory's dream come true. <laughs> It'd be my worst fear when I was a child. I literally would be lying in the bathtub and imagine that it was a shark's mouth closing around me and have little miniature panic attacks. At what age did you first see Jaws, Rory? Uh, like six or That's seven. That's what I figured yeah, say. It was, I was young when I started watching terrible, awful movies. I think you probably were affected by that movie. Maybe a little bit. More than you'll ever know. Yeah, maybe a little. Bit. I'm not afraid of sharks now. I really like sharks. You love sharks. Anyway, uh, Katie or Jake, it's your turn now. Um. Yeah, mine's not. You're you're the good closer. To follow up on that. So yeah, I'll you, go last. Yeah, you're the closer. So you know after my next says? fun story, no. Oh. Mine is very morbid. I thought Katie told you and not me, and I was gonna be upset. My next story is about the world's tallest horse, and sadly, <laughs> he's no longer with us. Okay, real quick, let's speculate on the name, Katie. What do you call the world's tallest horse? I don't know why I want to say Hugo. Hugo? <laughs> I don't know. It's like Hugo. That's Hugh the first Joe. thing that came to me. Uh, cloppers? What? Yeah, nobody names horses like that. <laughs> Fucking two-year... Emma could do a better horse name than that. Right? Um, cloppers, the biggest horse in the world, <laughs> is the greatest thing you've ever heard. What was his name? What was his name? You guys did a terrible uh, job of picking names. Oh, it's probably like Bean Sprout's uncle or something. Well, he was from Wisconsin, if that tells you anything. Cheese curd. Wrong. Uh, 20-year-old Belgian Big Jake lived on the Smoky Hollow Farm in Poinette, Wisconsin, until recently. Because how, he died. How'd he die? You know, they, they won't... His owners? His owners? Okay, here's the thing. His owners... Valicia Gilbert and Jerry Gilbert said he died two weeks ago, but they declined to give an exact date of death or any other details. Oh, shit, they couldn't control Big Jake anymore and they shot him. (laughs) (laughs) No, 20, I mean, for a a draft like that is probably about reaching its max. He was 6 foot 10. I don't know why they put that in human sizes. How many (laughs) hands is that, Katie? There's four inches in a hand. So. Four inches in a hand, six inches in a foot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> six feet ten is 82 inches, I think. So who replaced him as the biggest the biggest horse? Shaq. The horse's <laughs> name is Shaq? Oh. <laughs> oh, you're no. making a Shaq uh, he joke. Weighed, he weighed 2,500 pounds, by the way. Oh, boy. They had to bury him with a backhoe. Yeah. He also, you know, while we're on the numbers kick here, he weighed 240 pounds when he was born. Oh, boy. That's 100 pounds bigger. That's they, like you. <laughs> Big Jake, they say. That's what we call you, too. Big horse. Mm. He was 20 and a half hands. 20.5 hands. World's tallest horse, Big Jake. It's a shame he was killed by his owners via the shotgun to the dome. I don't think we should say that. I bet they feel pretty bad that they lost their best friend, Horse. Well, they say it's, quote, been a traumatic event for our family. They would rather not remember him by a date. Ah, uh, see. They don't want to remember the day they shot him. I bet one of them accidentally couldn't see him and hit him with a car. It's a pretty big car. Big so. Jake, rest in peace. Rest R- in peace. I-P. Ride in peace, Big Jake. Oh, yeah. Cliff Clops. <laughs> what? You don't ride horses that are that big. Drafts. Mm. Clip Clop, you don't stop. Big Jake's on his way to heaven. Rory, do you want to tell us another story? This one is a mass shooting. I'm not going to go into much detail. Katie can correct me if I say something stupid or wrong. But on 
July 18th, 2021, in Tucson, we had a shooting. It was actually really sad. I'm going to go ahead and lay it out how it happened. But there were basically three different crime scenes as to where something happened. And I'm just going to break them down each one. The first one uh, began about 3.45 p.m. When the fire department got the call to a house fire that was in progress. And an ambulance was requested for the park across the street. The ambulance showed up first, and the perpetrator, uh, a man named Leslie Scarlett, walked up to the ambulance and pointed towards the fire, pointing the EMTs to look that way. And he opened fire through the driver's side window. Uh, One of the EMTs was shot in the head, and the other was shot in the arm and chest, but was able to call for help, so both were taken to the hospital. Now, one of the EMTs did later succumb to their injuries, the, the shot in the head, and uh, he died. Uh, at the actual fire, uh, firefighters and neighbors were trying to put the fire out, and they thought that there possibly were kids inside and or the children's mother. And Leslie walked up and, well, I guess he drove up and started randomly opening fire on the neighbors and... And the firefighters, one of the firefighters was hit in the arm, another was grazed by a bullet, and the third was uh, hit in the head. It was a neighbor. Yeah, one of the, yeah, I'm sorry, the neighbor was shot in the head in front of his 11-year-old son and died on the scene. Leslie then jumped into a car and started speeding down the street. Police did manage to spot him, and he rammed the police car. Yeah, because when, so the EMT that was shot in the chest was actually able to get on her radio and give a description to the dispatchers, so police knew who they were looking for, and he did hit Officer um, Leon. Mm -hmm. Eight-year veteran of the force. Well, that was his biggest mistake because he then started standing in the middle of the street and firing at the police officer, and we watched the body cam footage, Jake and I did, and the police officer from, I don't know, 50 yards away, Beamed him straight in the noodle box. Noodle box down. Yeah, just took him down and then proceeded Sharp to go shooting. and help him afterwards after he had shot him in the head. So. And that's, I mean, typical for TPD. They're yeah. trained to render aid as soon as they shoot someone in the... Yeah, which is good, safe. Um, except for the man died, and he deserved it, so... Yeah, he didn't die on the scene. He died in the hospital a few days later. Yeah, on July 22nd, 2021, he died in the hospital. And but, the only unfortunate part about that is that he won't get to go to trial. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is when they did finally get the fire put out, they found Scarlett's girlfriend in the house, yes. deceased. Shot, right? I don't know if they've said. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't see anything in the article about it. But so, yes, indeed, and there was a memorial. It was very sad. Tucson is still reeling from it. It's uh, the, one of the first mass shootings that I can remember with such a... Ooh, evil feel to it like that. I don't Since know. What, Jared Lochner, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, I don't know what the motivation was, but fuck was that good? guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. There were also three kids that were missing for the first day, but they found them the next day, and they are all fine. Ish. I have a theory. Hmm. Can I get my theory? If you want, I can. I'm gonna put the body cam footage from Officer Leon on the Facebook group, okay. so people can see it because it's a good shot. It, it was a good shot. shot. It's like, I think he only shot, I think he only fired two or three times. Yeah, but I mean, the, he dropped him pretty much the first shot. 
One of them was a dead shot. All right. I have a theory that he, this Scarlet, that was his first name or last name? Last, last name. name. Last name. Scarlet, you know, he killed his girlfriend and then lit the house on fire and then ran the kids to wherever they found them and then came back to see what was, you know, how everything was playing out. Saw the EMTs, or maybe he had called the EMTs. Either way, saw them, decided they were going to fuck up his whole plan, them and the firefighters, so he would just take care of them. And then once he had done that, he went rogue and took off, and, you know, the rest is history. From what I've seen, the EMTs, they were AMR, so they were, I think, responding to an unrelated incident, and they were staged at the park where they were shot. So they were waiting for police to clear another scene so they could go in. I don't think they were responding to the house fire. Wrong place, wrong time. Basically, yeah. All the more reason that they were there to fuck up his plan. All right, we got another story? A sad story. Well, it's not sad yet, but I'm pretty sure it's sad. Sheriffs are saying that no psychics have been used in the search for the missing Tennessee girl, Summer Wells. And that's just the only headline that I could find recently about it. They're... They're intent on letting everyone know they're not using psychics. But she's been missing since uh, June 15th from her family's 11-acre home in Tennessee. Her father, Don Wells, believes that someone came up and lured her from the house, uh, off away from the house, down off the property, and abducted her. Police, though, have said that they cannot find any proof of that. They can't substantiate that it was an abduction. In an interview... Uh, on the 15th of July, which was 30 days after she went missing, Don Wells said, and I quote, statistically speaking, there's a good chance she's already dead. I hate to think that. I love her with all my heart. If nothing else, I'll see her in the resurrection. Sounds a little culty to me. I don't know. Sounds like he's their number one suspect. He says that he had to wait two days to take a lie detector test because he was, quote, so upset. And he claims that the mother... Candace Bly was, quote, made to wait five days by the sheriffs to take a lie detector test, which supposedly they both passed, but I have not seen confirmation of that. Summer Wells is a white, three-foot-tall, 40-pound, blonde-haired girl, and if you have any information about her whereabouts, you are asked to call 1-800-TBI-FIND. They stress that you got to have some credible information because they've been flooded with a ridiculous amount of bullshit tips and leads. So, have they done a search of the property? Because 11 acres is sounds like you need cadaver dogs out there. So, I, like, was trying to find more updated information about the story. And like I said, all I can find recently is about the fact that they're not using psychics. And then two weeks ago, there was where her father did the uh, interviews. And then three or four weeks ago, before that, there's the stories about her missing. But I haven't really seen a whole lot about how far they've made it into the investigation. Sounds like they know who they're looking for, and they're just gathering evidence right now. I think the dad did it. I mean, statistically speaking, (laughs) the dad did it. Statistically speaking, I don't know. Just what he said, you know, at the end there about the resurrection. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, and... I feel like the police would be a lot more open about the investigation if they were still looking for her. Or if they didn't have an idea of where she was and that she's not alive anymore. The other thing I found weird was that I can't find 
hardly any information on this on any site but friggin' Fox News. Kind of weird. Very strange. Like, it's been made up by Fox News. If it were made up, MS-13 would have taken her. But yeah, that's where that story is at. And hopefully, she's found. But, like her father said, statistics are not in her favor. All right, Roar, do you have another animal story for us? Yeah. I'm going to lighten it up. So, on July 29th, a police officer in New York received a call that there was a raccoon stuck in someone's backyard with a can stuck on its head, running around all willy-nilly. And uh, so he goes there, and there's body cam footage. I want to show you this. It's, it's pretty funny. He's so scared. It's like a baby raccoon. It's not an adult raccoon. <laughs> And he's terrified of it. Oh, and it's a tiny little can. Oh, shoot. Hang on. Let me pause this. I got to disconnect my uh, Bluetooth, apparently. And. Do you want to pause? Am I supposed to still be paused? It doesn't matter. We don't need this audio. Here. <laughs> oh. He sucks the first. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks the first time. Well, like he's, he's really. It. I'd say he's really it. scared of it. Yeah, dude, I wouldn't be as cute. Dude, he's probably got massive claws. He's a raccoon. They don't claw. They bite. Yeah, and then they have rabies. Well, yeah, but this one's a baby. Babies don't have rabies. Oh man, he just literally keeps tossing it. He's playing Mortal Kombat. Thought this was a rescue. Yes, grab it by the tail first, and grab the can, and then he <laughs> fatality. Man, you gotta be careful. That can's gotta be sharp. <laughs> Things gotta. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! He just hucks it. And then it runs right back to him because it doesn't know where it's going. Because <laughs> he spun it six times in the air. Bro, just pull it off. He's going to be super thankful. Don't be scared. Oh, he's scared. <laughs> the other cop's laughing at him. Like, if the thing could bite through the aluminum, or if it could bite through the can, I guarantee it already would have. Scruff it and... <laughs> <laughs> he just flings it out like 20 feet. It's in the woods now. It's the woods problem. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sir. Oh, yeah. We were recording the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cops did eventually get the can off the raccoon's head. Uh, and then tossed him out in the woods, and I want to know, what do you guys name that raccoon? Thurman. <laughs> why, why is that so funny? That's an excellent <laughs> raccoon sounds name. like Thermos That's to me. That's a great raccoon name. Thurman the raccoon. Jake? Cancun? Good. <laughs> At least that would be his Instagram handle for that sure. Was, I was going to say Campbell. <laughs> All good names. All good names. All right, well, that was, chunky. that was a fun one. Katie, do you have a story for us? I do, yep. We've been waiting this whole time because you didn't, you wouldn't fill us in. You wouldn't give us a preview. You wouldn't let us know anything about it. So, okay, so this comes from Sherbrooke in, which is in Canada, Quebec. What was so, that? Sherbrooke in Qu- Quebec. Quebec? Quebec. Quebec. Yes, it's Quebec. I think it's Quebec. Nice. You want a Quebec pizza? Quebec pizza. It's just ketchup and a Pop-Tart. So anyways, this is in Canada. So police and firefighters responded to a 
fire that was kind of off in like a wooded area, right? So they get there, they look at it, they're told by bystanders that there's a mannequin on fire. So they put it out, they look at it, they say, okay, yep, it's a mannequin. Pick it up, take it back to the police station, they throw it away in their dumpster. Later that day, they get a call from a man who reports his wife missing. No. And they ping her phone, and it pings near (laughs) where the mannequin was on fire. They find her car in a parking lot near where the mannequin was on fire. They pull the mannequin out of the dumpster, and it is, in fact, the woman's body. Why did they think it was a mannequin? Wow. I'm going to go ahead and say they need a little bit of training. They majorly fucked up. I don't know how... I mean, I guess I can kind of understand, depending on how long she had been burning for, Ooh, you did... lose a huge portion of your body mass, so I doubt she weighed much. I think it's just a situation where you see what you want to see. You're like, yep, that's a mannequin. How? I don't know. They have apologized, and now they are kind of being very quiet about it. There's only, like, a few. I found this on The Independent. There's only a few news sources who have posted about this, so they're trying to, like... <laughs> Keep it a little quiet. Yeah. How did she get a little on fire? They don't know. They now have to start investigating after they um, destroyed their crime scene. Yeah, by tossing it in a trash can. Yeah. Interesting. So I wonder if she was posed. Well, I, I mean, so, okay, so when How you, you... When, when someone burns, when your body burns, you basically curl up because all of your tendons and your muscles shrink. From the heat, they cook. I thought it was an Olympic mannequin. So basically, yeah, when you are burned for long enough, they'll find you basically in like a fetal position, kind of. That's like every mannequin I've ever seen. Yeah, they always curl up in the fetal position when you... Unless you uh, see the clothes so well that they're wearing. I do, yeah, I don't know how this happened and how they fucked up so badly, but they quite literally threw a dead woman's body it, in where, the garbage. Where was this? In Sherbrooke. I don't understand how you like... In Quebec, huh? Oh, I, f- I keep forgetting it's Canada, of course. Yeah, they've never seen dead people, so it's like, oh, it's just a burnt mannequin. Hey, you want to get the steak? Yeah. It does not smell like human. It smells like burning plastic. It's plastic. It's burning... Uh... It's plastic. Oh, it's probably the smell of burning hair. They thought it was burning plastic. See, that's the thing. Is like, there's, there's a noticeable difference between meat cooking and plastic burning. Yes, Canadians are stupid, Rory. <laughs> Oh, I... that's not a dead body, eh? <laughs> it's just a mannequin from the store. <laughs> that's what the that's what the Royal Mounted Police sound like. You wanna you wanna throw it over the back of your pony, eh? Yeah. No. I'll just put it in the trash behind the station. Nah, it's getting Irish. <laughs> but so does the, the family found her, the man found his missing wife, technically, in the trash can. Ah, in, happy ending. In the dumpster, yeah. And I'm assuming she was cremated. That they did not mention. So I'm guessing she was <laughs> cremated. So what's the outcome of this? Like, Do, do they get sued? Um, I think you might be able to. I don't know how the law is in Canada. I don't know if it's more lax than we are here, but I think you technically could take a lawsuit out against the police department but like you don't have a a whole lot of legal standing there because a lot of pathologists are going to testify that it's not easy but it's possible for that mistake to be made in 
if a pathologist ever makes that mistake, they need to be fired. <laughs> they don't get to make those mistakes. That's like their big thing that they don't get yeah. to mistake about. I mean, in the article, there's one that's quoted that said, like, I can understand how they didn't think it was a person because after the body's burned for X amount of time, like, it just doesn't look like a person anymore. And if they're coming up on the end of it after she's already been burned for a significant period of time, you're not. So I'm guessing the husband did it then. Here's the thing. Do you remember in Star Wars when Luke comes back and his aunt and uncle are burned? Yeah. You can tell. Even in that old-ass quality, you can tell that there's supposed to be bodies burning there. So I think that you can tell a body burning. I think you can smell a body burning. So you know, because those were actually mannequins that were burnt (laughs) in that movie. So maybe you can't. I'm going to say you... You yourself probably can't. Katie, why did you pick this story? Because, I mean, how often does that happen where the police fuck up so badly that yeah. they think a body is a mannequin? I can and see if you, like, away. drive by and you see something laying on the side of the road and you're like, oh, it's just a, a mannequin or whatever. But, like, you physically pick it up and you th- look at it and you go, nope, not a body. Feels kind of like melted plastic. <laughs> Like, I just don't understand how this could have happened. I think they just wanted to save themselves some paperwork. I don't understand either, because, like, mannequins don't have feet. Mannequins don't have some hands. Some of them do. do some they? of them do, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Mannequins have ears. And ears burn off of a human. Is that true? First thing to go. Three pounds of pressure roar. No, it's 13, isn't it? 13, and a fire puts out way more than that. So. What the fuck are you talking about? 13 pounds of pressure to remove a human person's ear. Yeah, and a fire puts out way more pressure than that. Yeah. So what happens to them? They just... Man, I'm just so concerned that Canada is just bad at policing. Well, I mean, they're right horses everywhere. So they're also behind on the times. You realize that not every single police officer in Canada is... On a horse. Yeah, some of them uh, are on mules. All of them are called Mounties because Royal they... Royal Canadian. Yeah, but they're not all on horses. They are trained in the mountains, and that's why they're called mountain Mounties. Those ones ride velociraptors. No, so Canada is behind in the times. Um, can't really uh, tell Keep up. dead bodies from burnt plastic. That's I... cool. Um, I always knew Canada was a little, a little more backwater than America. I think if they have little laser th- guns that can sense, like, what kind of metal something is. They should have a laser gun that could tell you if it's a body or a mannequin. Yeah, I mean... And what, she was just found in a park? It was, she was, like, in a wooded area, kind National of off the park. side of a road. Who, so call, the, who called it in? Um, I think bystanders. They're the ones that said that it was a mannequin on fire. But obviously they didn't approach it and, like, put it out and then pick it up. They were just wishful thinking, I yeah, think. They didn't want to have witnessed a fucking body on fire. So the population in Sherbrooke is 167,000. So they probably don't see a lot of murders. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, that's just a mannequin. Do they have Smokey the Bear up there? No, they have uh, Toki the Chair. God damn it. I was trying to hoping you'd come a little better than that, Roy. Oh, only you can prevent people fires. No. Mountie the bear. I'm sorry, Katie. Is that <laughs> going to do it for this week? That is it, yep. 
All right, guys. Well, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R cornerscrimecast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast and our new Facebook group, Four Corners Crimecast Discussion Group. Ooh. On Twitter at Four Corners Cast and on Instagram at Four Corners Crimecast. And don't forget to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Check out our website, fourcornerscrimecast.com, where you can get a full episode list. Send in an idea that you might want, uh, you know, like a case that you want to hear us do an episode about. Or you can get your free sticker from the merch store by typing in the code BINGOBANGO at checkout. We'll ship it out to you for free. And don't forget about that discussion group. You can get in there. You should let us know what the new tallest horse in the world is. His name is Big Horse. <laughs> See ya. Adios, motherfuckers! <laughs>